Hello, CBCS. Welcome back to the Chapel Podcast. My name is Anastasia Davi, and I am the Community Life Prefect on campus. Today, we are joined with Noah Illig. He is the director of the Youth Adult Ministry at Union Church in San Clemente, and today he's giving us a message about hope. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, thank you so much. How's everybody doing? Good, good. It's awesome to be with you this morning. Um, I get the privilege of sharing God's Word. Uh, again, my name is Noah. I'm, uh, I lead the Young Adults Ministry at uh, Union Church in San Clemente. Would love to see you there if you're looking for a good church family to be a part of. And um, I just want to share a quick word from the Lord, from His Word this morning, and talk about uh, the Christian's greatest source of of hope. I got the opportunity to preach at our church on Sunday this, this past weekend, and uh, one of the things that we talked about was um, Jesus is having this exchange in the Gospels with the Sadducees, and the Sadducees don't believe that there is a coming resurrection. So that's what I want to talk about this morning is the resurrection. Now, when you hear that term resurrection, you're probably familiar with it, But I bet that when you hear that, you think of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is very good that you think about that. But I actually don't really want to talk about Jesus' resurrection this morning. I want us to be encouraged by the fact that we are going to have our own resurrection, our own resurrection. Now, before we jump into actually talking about it, let me just help you kind of prepare your, your heart to receive the hope that God has for you in that promise of a resurrection by asking you to seriously consider this. Right now, this morning, and just kind of on a day-to-day basis, even this week, what are you hoping in? What are you hoping in? What are you looking forward to? Maybe you're looking forward to Christmas break, Maybe you're looking forward to uh, kind of the, your next step, what you have planned for these next few years, you know, maybe making a certain team or going to a certain school after you graduate, uh, maybe going on a vacation, maybe forming a certain relationship, whatever it might be. What are you kind of looking forward to and have your, your eyes set on? And we usually think of hope as this kind of really good feeling that we get when we think about what we're looking forward to. But the thing is, guys, that the Bible talks about hope in a pretty different way than that. Uh, we tend to think of hope as this, again, this kind of internal feeling, and we, use, we say things like, I hope the weather is good tomorrow. I hope I get into this college. But in the scriptures, hope is not just this internal feeling, this subjective thing. It's an objective reality. Our sense of hope and of confidence and of assurance is only as good as the object that we're putting our hope in. And so we need a hope, a promise, a certain reality in the future that is rock solid. And get this, that is going to last not just a couple years, but forever. 
Because think about all the different things that are coming against the things that you are hoping in. Think about all the things that go wrong. Think about all the things, the challenges that you have to kind of go through, even just to get to what you're looking forward to, to get to Christmas break, right? Let alone getting into the right college or whatever it is. Now think about what are you hoping in that is going to last even past death itself. If we are going to have a rock-solid hope, it has to last not just a couple years, not just a few years, but think about this. What are you going to be doing in 10,000 years from now? What are you going to be doing a million years from now, 10 million years from now? Because get this, uh, you will still exist. You'll still be around. Your soul will be alive. What are you going to be doing? So we need a hope that's going to last forever. We need a hope that's going to beat death. And the problem is that most of us get our theology of what's going to happen after death, not so much from the Bible as much as maybe from cartoons, right? You think about uh, heaven and hell and cartoons. Heaven is kind of this ethereal, you know, spacey place with you know, babies in diapers and harps and things like that. It's very cloudy. And hell is kind of below us and it's just very hot. And when you die, you go to one of these two places forever. Here's the thing. The whole Bible, and especially the New Testament, teach us that when a believer in Jesus dies, our soul goes immediately to be with the presence of the Lord. And that's an awesome thing, right? Um, Paul says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and that he would prefer that. Or think of Jesus when he's dying on the cross and he looks at the, one of the thieves next to him, the one who believes in him, and he says, today you will be with me in paradise. So if Jesus calls it paradise, it must be pretty good. So there is, guys, there is an afterlife. There is a spiritual existence after we die that if we trust in Jesus, we go immediately to be with him in what we would typically call heaven uh, in in our souls. We go to be with him. But here's the problem. Here's the thing. As awesome as that is, as awesome as my soul going to be with Jesus immediately after I die, there is a kind of a problem because where is my body. It's in the ground. Now, we might be so used to that, but when you think about it, our bodies being put into the ground, being buried, is really weird, right? Maybe if you have um, lost a loved one before, you've been to a funeral before, you've seen a burial before, you kind of think about that for a second, and you think, that's really bizarre, and, and here's why. Um, your body is part of who you are. God didn't just create your soul. He also created your body. He doesn't just care about your soul. He also cares about your body. So if God's going to fulfill all of his promises to us, then he has to save us not just spiritually from spiritual death, but also physically from physical death. Sometimes, guys, you'd see this in the movies and how people just talk about death in general. You know, anybody here a Star Wars fan, right? Master Yoda, he says, death is just a natural part of life. I won't try to do the Yoda accent because it just wouldn't work out. But here's the thing. Master Yoda is totally wrong. 
Death is not a natural part of life. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that death is unnatural. Death is a consequence of the curse for sin. Death is actually one of God's top enemies. Paul actually says that death is the last enemy that Jesus is going to defeat. Now, here's the thing. Jesus decisively defeated death when, after he died on the cross, he rose again, right? He decisively defeated death. But one day when he comes back, he is going to fully and finally put away death. The Revelation actually speaks of death itself being thrown into the lake of fire. This final, total, full end of all of God's enemies, including death itself. So, if you're a believer, if you trust in Jesus, then your final hope and my final hope is not only that we would go to be with the Lord when we die, but that when He comes back, He's going to raise us body and soul from the dead, and we'll live with Him in a new creation forever. That is an awesome thing. And guess what? It'll be this same body. It'll be the same body that you have now. The same body that Jesus had when he was crucified and buried, just like that was raised, is the same body, but something changed. It was glorified. It's indestructible. It's never going to die again. Perfect bodies. Isn't that awesome to think about? New bodies, sinless souls, new creation, us together, with King Jesus forever. That, guys, is our final hope. Let me just show you a couple passages. One passage, uh, 1 Corinthians 15. If you want, you can go read the whole chapter later. It's actually kind of the most extensive kind of passage we have on the resurrection. But let me just share with you what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 from 50 to 58. He says, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So that's a problem, right? Because guess what? I'm perishable. I'm flesh and blood. So are you. So if we're going to inherit the kingdom, something about us has to change. And here's what's going to change. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. So here's what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. The trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the good news. There's a resurrection coming. Here's the thing. That future hope fills today with hope, doesn't it? With joy, with strength. Listen to how Paul ends. Therefore, my beloved brothers, because that's going to happen, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not 
in vain. In other words, guys, Christians, get to work. Get some stuff done for the Lord. Be faithful. Keep following Him. Why? Because all the suffering that comes from living in this fallen world and all the difficulties that comes from the Christian life are totally worth it. What Jesus has in store for us when He comes back, guys, is going to make all the suffering and all the pain and all the difficulty that we experience now pale in comparison. That future promise fills today with hope and with strength and with faith. So here's the last question. How can you and I be absolutely certain that when Jesus comes back, He's going to raise us again from the dead? How can you and I be absolutely certain that that's going to happen to you and to me? And here's the thing. We don't have to wait until it happens to wonder and to find out. You and I can be totally certain that that is going to happen to us even today. And it comes through trusting in Jesus now. Remember um, when Jesus is on his way to visit his friends uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus? And Lazarus, it turned out, had died. And if you remember, Jesus didn't quite get there in time to see him die. And so he arrives a little bit late. Lazarus has already been dead a few days. This is John chapter 11. Martha says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her though, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So notice, Martha knows about the resurrection. That's her hope. But then Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And friends, that's the question for us today too. Do we believe not just that there is a coming resurrection, but that Jesus himself is the resurrection. So if we trust in him, he will give us new life now, but he'll also give us new life later and forever. What are you trusting in? What are you hoping in? What are you looking forward to? Make it Jesus, because I promise you that what he has in store is better than anything else. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for that hope. Uh, we ask for your help to take our eyes off of other things, take our eyes off of the false hopes and the temporary hopes and the things, Lord, that just ultimately won't satisfy. We ask for your help to trust in you and to know the life, the resurrection life that you give us now and we trust you will give us later forever. We ask this in your name. Amen. Wow, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much for that message. Um, I'm now joined with Noah for a short interview. So my first question is, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you uh, find your faith? Yeah, great question. Good to be with you this morning. Um, so I became a Christian when I was a freshman in high school. Um, my dad had gotten saved 
when I was about eight or nine and we started mm-hmm. going to church, but I actually ended up um, losing my mom when I was uh, 10, almost 11. Wow. And as you, as most of your listeners will know from most recent times, um, middle school is not the most fun time anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that is the truth. yeah, leading up after that, it was just a lot of questions, a lot of mm-hmm. questions of what does God have planned for my life? Why would he let this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, um, why won't he make me happy? That kind of thing. And I uh, started going to a youth group that actually, funny enough, met here on this campus. Wow. Yeah. Full and circle moment. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Um, and an older guy from church, he ended up uh, doing Bible studies with me, just explained the gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, kind of just came to realize that the biggest problem wasn't with... Um, how God wasn't giving me kind of the life that I had wanted. The biggest problem was with me mm-hmm. and and my sin. Um, but God loved me and he sent his son to die for me. And if he did that, then I could trust him with mm-hmm. yeah. with anything else. So yeah. that's kind of how I came to, to know him. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, what do you hope students take away from your message today? Um, hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hope. Um, so we talked about the uh, the resurrection. Um, and I think when uh, even Christians think about the future and what Jesus has for us in the future, they uh, know that when they die, they'll, they'll go to be with him. And that's an awesome, awesome thing. Mm-hmm. But what most Christians don't seem to e- maybe even know, or if they know, they don't think about it that much, is that there's more to come after that, mm-hmm. that um, Jesus doesn't just care about our uh, our souls, but also our bodies. Right. And so he's going to come back and he's going to make everything new, including raising our bodies from the dead and glorifying them and making mm-hmm. them new. And um, yeah, that just is more exciting and more certain um, and more awesome than anything else we could be right. hoping in. So I would just I would just encourage students to kind of just ask themselves, you know, functionally on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, what are you looking forward to? What are you hoping in the right. most? Um, and is it is it certain? Is it strong enough? Is it is it going to last past death, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, I can just kind of guarantee that whatever it is, it's not as good as the resurrection life that Jesus is going to bring. Yeah. I think that the hope message is just so relevant because whether we accept it or not, we put some, some form of hope in something every single day that we um, live. And so I think that your joy is much more steadfast when you put it in it, in an eternal promise, you know, that we will be resurrected. It's a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful way to live with that um, steady, sure, uh, promise and source of hope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's really relevant. Thank you. Yeah. And my last question is if people want to uh, get connected with you, how could they do so? Yeah. Good question. Um, I'm on Instagram, Noah MGI. I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, also I, I lead the young adults ministry, uh, at union church in mm-hmm. San Clemente. So if you have any interest about that, you can check out our website. Um, you could email me, noahunionchurchsc.com. We'd love to chat with you, especially if you're like a senior, mm-hmm. you know, and looking for a group like that. We'd, we'd love to have you. Yeah, thank you so much. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 through school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network 
on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.